3: Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com
2: Bigri will love to pick it up and he'll go on in. Let's up here, Bradman. It's Bigri. He's got to make this count. It's Bigri. He's won one. You'll see if someone's up now, you'll get a double. Six, five, nine. nine.
4: Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to a special of what is going on at Bradford City. From the Crowley call it Brothers to the arcade machines and snooker cubes The one in at the ground. What in the earth is going on at Bradford City? Does anybody know? Right, guys. What is going on?
5: No idea?
1: I think a circus is yeah. going on, isn't it? Um. And I don't know who the chief protagonists are, in all honesty. You know, it's... So is it the... Is it the chairman? Is it the CEO?
4: Is it just the club itself?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, um... You know, I sort of... I'd seen a tweet. I'll read the tweet out, if you bear with me. Um... Let me see. Sorry. I'll just get that, uh... Tweet, up. Oh, carry on, carry on. I'll uh, I'll dig out the tweet in a second. Sorry.
4: So all right. So news coming out of the club. Uh, not the club as such. Uh, from who is this from? BBC News. Uh, Sports. Bradford City will not be appointing Danny Cowley as their new manager after he has changed his mind about taking over the League Two club. Uh, but people have been saying it's family reasons, that's why he's not taking over. Yeah,
5: what made me laugh is people said it's family reasons, but he did manage to fill town up here.
4: True. So, do, do you think it's a, like a screen, a screen a cover his tracks? Do you think it may it may get appointed? Do you think it's just like, uh, should we say, what am I looking for? Uh, a leak uh, to say what the fans think? Could be.
1: Oh, sorry guys i've just dug out the tweet so this is uh from mark davis um saying not sure i want someone in charge who preaches the virtue of details and process but also accepts a job while forgetting to check where his daughter's school is we're looking to dial down incompetence (laughs) on your bike danny boy so that's that's uh, i mean to be honest i haven't Read any of the, uh, the the news articles, but um, it doesn't inspire confidence all around, does it? Really, whether that's candidates or whether that's um, what we're offering isn't an attractive offer.
4: Yeah, we yeah because there's all the other clubs in there out there what are basically managerless. uh, try yeah. me, uh off top of my head, and can't think who else. Who else has got
5: no manager?
1: Grinsby, Rovers. Grinsby, Bristol yep. Rovers. Bristol um,
5: Rovers.
1: Bristol City. Bristol City, yeah. Um, do you think, guys, that it could be perhaps that because there are so many vacancies at the moment, the um, uh, the managers uh, themselves are kind of, um, you know, the, it's kind of like seeing what's available. Then it's like the tent to 2 in a nightclub. Like, yeah, you'll do <laughs> <laughs> you mean the big, yeah, on. yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I've got to get something before it shuts, kind of thing. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it's it, it's a bit of a shit show, really, isn't it? it's kind of, um, yeah, at, at what point is that as that post, uh, that post on Twitter sits. I mean, surely you've got your family, um things in place beforehand unless you know it may genuinely be like um, a last minute change of heart or speaking to the missus or or a look at that but that is going to be you know surely that's got to be something already in the mind of the manager so whether that's whether that's just bullshit simply um, yeah. or whether that's uh, you know kind of um an actual reason which if it is an actual reason then it's kind of it's not great on on danny cowley's part but at the same time you know he was talking about i think somebody quoted i think it was labib who quoted that um was talking about um again sorry i should have uh, because these thoughts are coming to my head as we're speaking so kind of just Pointing out the, um, the what's been said, um, but I think Labib, who has been a, a guest on this show, has kind of said that um, what it was alluding to was the the structure etc. around the club. So perhaps that is a smoke screen.
4: Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the club likes to leak stuff, don't they? Slightly like leak stuff. Maybe not from, like, the TNA, but other te- uh, other news providers. Yeah. So I wonder if the club will, like, actually put it out there, so Danny Cowley, yeah, finally I said his name right, uh, is not joining for family reasons. But, like you're saying, he's ma- managed Huddersfield, hasn't he? Yeah, he managed Huddersfield. Huddersfield, Lincoln and Portsmouth. Yeah. He's managed. Speaking to Sky Sports on Tuesday night, the 45-year-old confirmed that he had spoken to several clubs in recent weeks, but stressed the next move has got to be right for his family. So, do, what what do you reckon? Do you reckon we're going to move on now, or do you reckon some miracle we might appoint him?
1: Who uh, uh, Cowley? I yeah. don't think we'll, I don't. I think that's it. I think um, if he's been looking around at clubs, he they, they're basically. When these guys get sacked, they obviously get the mm-hmm. paid out, don't they? So I would say for the most part, perhaps I am guessing, but the money wouldn't be too much of an issue for some of them. You know, he's like he's managed at Portsmouth, he's managed at Huddersfield, so he would have on been he would have been on something better than the average person anyway. So do they see it as like, well, just weighing up their options and you know, so so it's kind of um, in that respect, are they basically themselves just did they really have any intentions of signing, uh, uh, becoming Bradford City manager? I don't know. I'm mm. just
5: looking on Twitter, you know, so I'm just looking on Twitter while I'm talking, and somebody has put the bottom line is no manager that wants his job enough to throw their life at it and make it a
4: trade rather than a job. <laughs> so we, so we've the Danny Cowley, yeah, uh, now out of the running. Uh, we've got Dean Holden at two to one, Graham Alexander eight to one, Liam Richardson eight to one, Carl Robinson twenty-five to one, Big Sam Allardyce twenty-five to one. Loves his chip shops. <laughs> Andy Welsh thirty-three to one. But didn't he join? Didn't Andy Welsh join uh, Bradford Park Ave? Or am I thinking of someone else? I'm not quite sure. Never
1: heard of half of these people. To be fair, so.
4: <laughs> and then we've got uh, Calbone, and mm. then somebody I've definitely never heard of. Who in the earth is Brian Barry Murphy? He's thirty-three to one. Who? Br- Brian Barry Murphy. Let me go on me Google.
1: Barry Murphy. Uh, what does Wikipedia say? You know.
5: Is an Irish professional football
4: manager. Is he Irish national manager? Yeah, he's an
5: Irish professional football manager and former player who played as a defensive midfielder in the Football League. He's the manager of Manchester City EDS.
1: Oh. Okay. Imagine that's a development squad then. Um, that. Yeah. So, so it would have been probably somewhere either in and around the 21s, under-23s, or whatever they they have these days. Um, so, I mean, does that sort of... Does that kind of think of Michael Collins' sort of um, levels of desperation, do you think? Or, you know, w- w- none of us really know these coaches in terms of these up-and-coming ones, and it could be brilliant. Um, but then it could be just like another Michael Collins situation. Uh <laughs> and yeah, so you know, I, I think I think from the the noises coming from within the club, or at least see you, what you read between the lines, is that they basically the managers are kind of seeing that there's no budget that you know that, uh, in terms of what they want to bring in in January uh, to start with. Uh, yeah. It goes back down to what I said before that um, we've got Sparks who's flip flopping, who's sacking managers. Um, he, he obviously, I mean, you know, I was against Hughes' sacking, but um, he's, he basically sacked a manager just because a few fans have been booing. Now, we're left in this situation which w- leaves us even worse off because the, we're rudderless. For, I mean, we're lucky enough that it's like a third into the season and not like the last, I don't know, 15 games or so. Where you've you've got less time to kind of for somebody to come in and put the stamp on on, on the team, but um, yeah, it it's, it doesn't inspire confidence and it can't inspire confidence of anyone that's not that desperate to come to managers.
4: Mm. Yeah. When did Ryan Sparks get appointed? Were it two thousand
1: eighteen? I don't know. I'd seen a, I'd seen a, a tweet earlier. Uh, between Adam of um, City event City and Labib, and it's sort of, it kind. Of, you remember the incident with the uh, guy who did the um, the music, the DJ. Yep. And he played ro- <laughs> Road to Nowhere. And then he kind of published um, that he'd been basically called into the office or something like that with regards to the choice of song. And somebody said that it, the person in the media was Sparks, but I've heard. Back since I read back that he didn't come in till later. Uh, I find mm-hmm. it on on social media. So so yeah so um, I mean it's a difficult one to judge because I don't think I don't think they had a plan in place when it comes to um, when the sacks Hughes uh, and and that's and that's been evident because they were almost as been said. Kind of hoping that uh, Big Kev would would take the job. He would do a job and, and take the job at least till the end of the season. So, um, and, and that's criminal because it's, you know you got to as a club you've got to have a blueprint. You've got to have a vision, whatever that is. Whether you want to kick your way out of the league, whether you want to play your way out of the league, but you have got to have something. And this is completely um, reactionary um, all the time. And as I said the other week you know spark should grow a, a, a spine or oh, oh, grown a pair had a, had a spine and, and and kind of ridden the um he could have ridden the the term all with hughes because all you have to do if you've got some gravitas about you you basically i mean this is very simplistic but you you basically say right you sit down huge you have a meeting with the players say right okay you know we got to we're not. We, we we are playing for the same team, so let's actually work work like we're playing for the same team. But so Ryan Sparks he joined in twenty twenty. Right. Okay.
4: So looking on the club's official website, uh, I don't know if this is including or excluding Gary Bowyer because he was here twenty twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. So it's gone from Gary Bowyer, Stuart McCall, Mark Truman caretaker, Mark Truman, Connor Sellers, joint interim. Mark Truman and Colosella's joint, Derek Adams, Mark Truman, Mark Hughes, Kevin MacDonald, player, car- uh, caretaker, and then Mark Truman again, caretaker. Yeah.
1: So, as I said, that's basically very reactionary. Um, Ten managers. And yeah. It, it's kind of like we, we've had a reputation, haven't we, especially since basically 2018 of of having so many managers and and you've just read them all out there Um, you know we had stability for all Lawn and Rhodes' uh, faults they stuck with Parkey there were probably times I think there were times when they were tempted to pull the trigger but they stuck by remember in, in Parkey's first season we went was it 19 or 21 games without a win we drew a few but we lost a few and there would have been, there were calls for Parky's head, but yeah. Lorne yeah. had the backbone to basically stick with him. Um, and you know, knowing what had gone on before, when we had the likes of Taylor, we had like uh, Pete Jackson in, we'd had uh, Stewart in uh, prior to that. So, so it, it's it's clear, isn't it, that your stability in in this context is more of a, a positive than a net negative.
4: Yeah. So, has anyone anyone else got any thoughts on this, on the situation at Bradford City, or any other bits and bobs? Feel free to put request in. Uh, wh- what's your thoughts on the Roop, the owner? Hmm... That's
5: a bit. I don't know. All I just see what everybody's saying about him because he's hardly any of the matches, is he?
4: No, is can, is, is he do race? Is he a race car driver or something? Well, I, 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 I think know, he's
1: basically he? living out his dream in the Nurburgring, isn't he? Um, to be honest, I, I don't have an issue with a, an owner not being here if there is direct communication and the communication coming from the leader. On the ground is the correct communication and not sugarcoating anything and is is a good two-way conversation i don't have a problem with that but um yeah i mean it's, i think he's clearly he wants out but in, in fairness to him you know he wants his money back why wouldn't he you know he has invested in the club um and so so in that respect You know, it's easy for people. I've seen people say, oh, well, you should take the loss. It's like, well, can you take a loss of millions of pounds? You know, it's kind of, again, it's going back to this this idea that football is a computer game championship manager. And it's like, it's not. This is real life. These are people's livelihoods. These are people's personal wealth, personal, you know, family, uh, actual family, you know. I mean, it may be true with, with what Danny Cowley said. Um, you know with regard or it might be a, a genuine reason should I say I'm not saying that's not true um, so so it's, it's kind of like yeah it's we're obviously an unattractive proposition for somebody to come in mm. and, and take over the club. I suspect that's largely down to not owning the ground and, and not having training facilities that we call our own, and, and obviously yeah. the extra yeah. investment that people will make and and or have to make. and And the fact is, we are a League Two club. I think if we were somewhere near the top end of League One Championship, then I, I could see somebody coming in, putting some money in, and and having a quicker route to success or early, you know, making money, but it's very difficult to make instant returns, isn't it, by an elite club mm. that basically doesn't own its ground. Yes, it's got, you know, an average of 18,000 fans, but then those fans turn on a manager when first sight, sight of first sight of any kind of poor form. And you have a CEO who's basically making decisions based on, on a few boos in, in in the ground and a few comments on Twitter, you know. So, um, you know, kind of taking it back to Rupp, I'm sure it does want to kind of get out, but somebody's got, you know, again, with the uh, with the ground, you can, al- you can only buy the ground if um, the pension fund are willing to sell it.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You, you know, so, so it's kind of, in that respect, it's not a simple case of this needs to happen or that needs to happen. Yes, in theory it does, but the reality is there are so many factors that that are out of people's control. Um so obviously going back to your sort of question earlier, uh Johnny, you know, who who next? I've no idea. <laughs> At this point, I would have taken Well it... go ahead, sorry.
5: Neil Atkins has just signed a new contract has signed for Tramia. So he's there till twenty twenty four now. I've just read it on Twitter. Right,
1: so so Tramia have just got somebody in then basically.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I would just
1: Okay. No, no, good that's good. But it kind of shows, doesn't it? Um that they've basically, you know, they're getting their house in order. Um Yeah. And we we haven't got our house in order, so um so Julian announced the manager who we apparently allegedly
4: were after as well. Stephen Clemens. Yes. Uh it's like looking on Twitter now, uh Chris if we appoint Graham Alexander next week, I'll totally done with this club. So it, it, the fans have turned completely now, in my opinion.
1: I think some of them have. Well, you know, I, I think I think that's, that's kind of um, I can understand the frustration. Um, I'm kind of uh, you know that that pe- that people have. And, and really, that's got to be down to the way, you know, the the, the management uh, of the club or the way it's being run from the top. Because it boils down to, again, having no vision, having no spike. I mean, don't forget, who was the, um, the director of football type that we got rid of when uh, Adams came in for, for us only to go and get Stephen Jen in again? Uh, he ran from Scunthorpe, wasn't it? Um... Was he that former goalkeeper? Oh. No. That, was
4: he a scout? He a,
1: was a former player, wasn't he? And he was kind of... Um... Lee, Lee Turnbull? Yeah, Lee Turnbull, I think. Yeah. So that's another one that, that um, you know, adds to Sparks' uh, list of shame, really, in terms of um, abject decision-making. Um, so... Guys, I'm waffling on, so what has anyone else got to say?
4: Miss Callie, I bet you've got something to say on this.
6: Uh, what? Sorry, I've only just come in. What are we saying? Are we on about the manager situation?
4: Everything everything going on at Bradford City, like uh, whose fault is it? Is it Sparks' fault? Is it the owner's fault? Just basically what's going on at Bradford City what do you think is going wrong at Bradford City? I think
6: Sparks needs to... Um give up if I'm honest that's my uh, honest opinion what has he done what has he done for the club lately i don't think he's done much at all
4: so who do you who do you th- what do you think will change do you think uh, sparks will resign or do you think he'll stick it out
6: uh, do you know what i don't honestly know how uh, you know how a ceo works how uh, somebody else might be I have a bit more info um, do they get paid off? Do they just get? Do they just leave? Do they get sacked? Who? Do you know what I mean who? Is it down to Ruck to sack him? I, I don't know how that um, pans out.
1: It is a well, I deal mean, d- 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 yeah. <laughs> I, basically, what is not going to happen is that he's just going to walk away from his job uh, without without anything. Um, usually, it might I mean, I'm, I'm not at any kind of uh, you know level like that, but. As in most cases, people are not going to resign because they'll be in the contract. I imagine that if they resign, they'll lose out on. on um,
6: that's what I mean. Will they have to pay him off? Well,
1: yeah. I think, I they think will. the will. Yeah. some kind of a golden handshake because so that tends to be yeah. things work. Um, I mean, that's, it's the same as I was saying earlier with managers. You know, they they usually probably having been sacked from a few clubs probably accrue enough money to not need a job but obviously at some point you know that kind of diminishes all people want to focus that's what they get up in the morning for to to actually manage football clubs um, so, so, so sorry Stan uh, so I just googled the CEO of football
4: uh, a CEO is a spokesperson for non-playing activities examples including coming, I can't even pronounce that word Uh, Commenting on finances, fans' engagement, discipline, action against fans, uh, the odd one or poor behaviour, EFL matters and generally off the pitch and and basically media.
1: Yeah, I mean, the CEO of the company basically run the company. They make the decisions uh, um, of the company. I mean, they don't make them unilaterally because obviously there there are kind of uh, things to be ratified or agreed um, in, in things like this. But, you know, it, it, like in any com- uh, company, if something were to, uh, say, for example, a company loses a ton of money, um, then a the CEO would go. But usually, because they're the one at the top, they're responsible, but they always get a golden handshake. So, you know, it's not a simple case of Sparks walking away, but but why would he? You know, in, in his mind, he sees he's probably doing a good job, and, and maybe on some levels he is. Um, speaking to... Uh, a member of staff a few months in the summer you know they, they seem to like him they had good words to say about him but it's a different matter being liked and and being kind of good with the staff and actually being good at your job that you you kind of pay to do so again you know we we could be we, we could be basically going off on Ryan Sparks and there may be other things going on in the background but as it stands the way I see it and I I'm prepared to be, you know, stood corrected um, that he's the man at the top running the club day to day. So the book stops with him.
4: That tweet's coming out. Our, our club is doomed. We may as well get the fans to put their names into a hat and pull every, every Sunday so they have a go at being manager for a week.
6: What a farce. The I, I is... don't get that. I, why is it doomed just because Cowley's not come to us? There's plenty I... of managers out there. That exactly.
4: Exactly. I, I think with people though, I think they've just had enough of the club being in League Two. Oh,
6: I don't feel and... like that. I don't feel like Sparks is doing as much as he should do. But I don't think I don't think our, cl- our clubs in dire straits are out. We are. Is anybody
1: else? Yes. No. No. No I, I agree with uh, with Diane and in Cali. There, it's like it, it's a, a tad melodramatic to to kind of yeah. I mean, there are so many things that could that could improve, but but you know, sort of um, you know, we, we kind of need to maybe just step back a little bit as as fans and kind of say, you know, it's like it's not the worst thing to happen to. It's not great, but it's not. We're not no. We're doomed at all. You know, we we run quite well in the commercial department. Um, David Longo has done a brilliant job since he came in. So, so to kind of say that we're doomed is 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 basically yeah. It's, that's kind of like the the Twitter meltdown sort of territory, but but it's not it's not a great situation at the moment. So, but
6: I'd so rather of the club wait.
4: Is... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Johnny. Go on. So another the clubs we say is in like in better finances than other clubs. So he's done something right there. The finance and stuff But Like my frustrations Now I've been Following City for a while I've Seen managers come and go Stuart McCall Three times But it's just frustrating How we play And like Soon as uh, We lose Three games or something On bounce Four games On bounce The atmosphere changes Everyone calls The manager to be sacked The manager goes (laughs) It's like It's like going in Groundhog Day Like I've always said In past Groundhog Day that's, Johnny,
6: that's, <laughs> that's the ups and downs of following Bradford City. That's exactly it how it is and how it always will be. <laughs> yeah, the roller coaster ride. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather wait. I'd rather sit back and wait for the right manager. I'm fed up of, of spending, like, the, the amount that Hughes got when he left would have been ridiculous. That kind of thing. That's what gets me kind of mad about Sparks. That they're just willy-nilly throwing money. Yeah, they've got shut of him and maybe done the right thing. But the clauses that they have in sometimes don't benefit us, do they?
1: Well, if you think of... We would have had a budget for this season and there would have been a certain amount of leeway for transfers in January. But obviously, you're then paying off Mark Hughes and you're paying Glyn Hodges. So... I would imagine that budget would have been drastically reduced. Um, we've got uh, Liam from the lower league look on. Uh, <laughs> Good,
7: Good evening, up. everybody.
4: Hello, Liam. Hello. Welcome to the fun house. Uh,
7: yeah, it's it's definitely that. Um, yeah, um, just on that there, What the thing about the clauses and stuff, they're not something that we put in. They are like managers and players are protected. So, like it doesn't matter what the club do you, they get paid for the entire contract, regardless like they are it's nothing to do with the club the club can't do anymore um they can't take them out because they are protected that's part of what like the the, the p f a and things like that do. They are fully protected so they'll always get paid. it's not to do with the clubs, and it's the same at every level it's just yeah, just the way it is so so with that in mind,
1: Liam, obviously, I think then you kind of um do you think then there's a calculated or a calculation or a calculated risk if, if for example, they sack somebody at a certain point in the season, obviously there's going to be more, well, relatively more, I suppose it's the same amount in the end, but, you know, does that, do you think that would factor in their thinking with regards to, you know, we, well, we've, we've still got to pay the contract out and then we've got, obviously, to find money somewhere for, for a player budget in a transfer window in, in January and so on?
7: I think, to be fair, Johnny said it earlier. It's, it's like Groundhog Day. When we're, we're never happy as fans, you know, we, we wanted a proven manager at this level. We got, we literally took Morecambe's manager before the playoff final. Like he he had agreed to come to us before they'd even played in the playoff final, and he went and got promoted, and then left them a day later and came to us. Fans six months later didn't like him, wanted him out, so they got rid of him. They then went and got an ex-Premier League manager who's never managed anywhere below the Premier League. Fans were delighted. Fans were okay last season. It's turned at the beginning of this season. They wanted them out, so they've got rid of them. And it's like, if we're blaming Sparks and the club and, and Rupp for making these decisions and bringing these managers in, then we've kind of got to take some blame ourselves because we supported them. We supported all those moves. They, they have the exact same views as what's going to happen as we do, which is you can't predict the future. Hindsight's brilliant. But the fact is, if we all supported it, then it's on us as much as it is them, really, isn't it? Like, none of us called it out. None of us said, oh, don't get Mark Hughes in. No one said, don't get Derek Adams in. We all wanted them.
1: No, I, I mean, I agree with that, because I've been saying that, um, really, they've been sacked on 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 the on the whim of the fans. They've kind of almost responded to the fans. In, and that's my... Um, be from the outside in terms of not knowing obviously what's going on inside the club, but, but Sparks should have basically um, shown a little more kind of resilience and, and, and kind of seen it out because I think I, I, I agree. I think it can turn very toxic quite quickly at this club with regards to when things aren't going right. And, you know, the, the, it's, there's got to be an element of look. You know, we're on this process. We've got to kind of believe in the process. Otherwise, we are going to go on this merry-go-round. It is going to be Groundhog Day, and um, we're back in the same. We're back in the same boat, albeit the boat's kind of gone a little backwards because we can't even get a manager in. Uh,
7: do you know what? When you're talking about like it turning toxic, it, I've, I've, we saw it last season. Um, I can't remember who it was. We were playing at home. Uh, in fact, it was it was the Rochdale game. We ended up losing it, but when we went, no, I don't know if it was Rochdale. It was a game we went one 0 up in, but we passed it along the back four, and everyone was booing. And in that same move, we got it up the field and scored. So within thirty seconds, the fans went from booing to chanting "Mark Hughes, Bradford Army." Yeah, in, in literally a thirty second window, yeah. it's 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 silly. I, I, like, do you know what we've got to? I think as fans, we've got to accept that and especially with this manager search right now, maybe we're not the pull we think we are. Well, well clearly not, are we? Because Danny Cowley's quite clearly turned us down. We're four five weeks into it's four weeks on Wednesday since Hughes left. So maybe, maybe, yeah, managers are interested in the job, but maybe it's not a case of us just having a pick of any manager that's out there, like we seem to think. Oh, we've got 17,000 fans. That's the only thing that really differentiates us from the other teams in the league. And when you look at those 17,000 fans and see them all on social media calling, you know, the owner, every name under its son, the CEO, every name under its son, why would you want to come to that? If that, if that's the only appealing factor that sets you aside from the rest of the clubs in the league, and then you look online and see just how toxic it actually is, it's not really appealing.
4: So we've had a, a message from Alex out on social media. Mm-hmm. Sparks is terrific at season ticket sales, lower due to it being the greatest revenue generated due to Rupp not pound investment in three years throughout is jumpy with managers.
7: Can I just make a point on that zero investment thing? Go for it, bud. Because I, I think people really misunderstand. This is what, again, why the club don't say anything, because it gets taken completely out of context. So when Sparks is saying there's been zero investment from Stefan Rupp in his entire time at the club, that's not a negative that's not a negative. What what you have is financial fair play caps. You have a certain amount of money you can spend. We're generating that money without needing external investment. That's what this. That's what that say. That's what that says. We don't need anybody to top us up to get to that. We physically can't put any more into that playing budget if we're at that financial fair play clack, play caps. Sorry. So he's not saying. Stefan Rupp doesn't invest in this club. He's saying he doesn't need to because there's nothing more that we can do. We've got those budgets. we've We've got a top five budget, top six budget nearly every single season. That's not on Stefan Rupp. Like people say, no, oh, we could be we could he could invest more. he can't. It could give more money to the club, but we can't put it into that playing budget because we've already got that cap. We're at that limit of financial fair play. Then we end up in trouble. And we've been down this route before where we've had an owner come in and pump a load of money in. And then what? Went up in administration twice and we nearly lost this club both times. Like, what would you rather have? I'd much rather. I know it's not great being in League Two, but I'd rather have a much securer setup than take that huge risk. A lot of the people that are online that are calling for that and want investment, they didn't witness it. They didn't see people having to raise money in the streets and, you know, walking around at games with buckets just to try and keep the lights on. They didn't see none of that. And you can see it when. There was one that's, I'm not going to name it, but it was the really, really vocal. And like people go on and and listen to a lot of what they say. And then they tweeted out the other week, there was a question of what's the lowest point you've ever had watching your football club. And it was a Colchester game from two seasons ago that they they commented. I'm like, if you genuinely believe that any point in the last 10 years has been a low point at this club compared to what happened sort of 2002 to, well, when when was it Parky came in 2011 like those were the dark times Peter Taylor was a dark time Colin Todd was a dark time this isn't a dark time it'll get better unfortunately we're just a really impatient fan base but yeah just on the that was just about the zero investment people are taking it out of context and saying he doesn't invest in the club he doesn't need to invest in because we are at that limit already without needing further money coming in that's all it meant
4: So, do you think, like, do you know, like, Man United are currently on a slump, uh, and, like, Liverpool in the past have been on a slump. Do you think the team is in a slump, and we'll get out of that slump?
7: I don't know. I don't know if the team's... I mean, we saw last season that the team can play. We've seen since Hughes has gone that the team can play. Uh, We just need somebody who comes in who can manage that way. And I think that's that's all we're, we're looking for. And everybody keeps talking about how we need this is this next appointment is key and i agree it is key like we have got to get this next appointment right so why is everybody wanting to rush why is everybody kicking off about rushing gillingham they appointed their manager yesterday they sacked their manager i think a week or a week and a half before we did and none of their fans were kicking off about how long it was taking because they were taking the time you want them to do the, the like i said last week the club can't win if they rush and appoint someone it doesn't work it's their fault if they take their time, you guys—I well, say you guys, not you guys—but the fans as a group, they're kicking off. They can't win. Um, everyone demanded an update, so they gave an update, and then everyone wasn't happy about what was in that update. And it's like, what did you want them to do? They—they they gave you an update, which is exactly what it was. I so d- do you
4: think the bow to pressure then too uh, with like announcements and stuff? Do you think this like obviously they will probably look at the hashtag dot. They're on social media sites. Do you think they've gone? Oh, we better put a notification out because fans are begging for it. Or do you think
7: it will tell to come out? No, I think I think they they thought they'd have you know Danny Cowley had agreed by what they're saying, and I think they felt that they wouldn't need to do that update because we'd have announced we were we were going to announce a manager, and then he's it's, it's changed his mind. For and he said they've said it's for family reasons. He said like on Tuesday on TV that he he's, he's got to do what's right for his family. That's not to do with the club. That's not Sparks' fault. That's not Stefan Rupp's fault. It's no one's <laughs> at the fault. It's just it is what it is. Um, so I, I don't feel that they gave an update because they were gonna they were gonna uh, announce How
8: much?
6: How much you betting And it's the wife that's put a foot down.
7: Um, <laughs> would you want to move to Bradford?
6: <laughs> no. Why do you think I moved out of there?
7: Well, that's that's the thing. <laughs> but there, there's all these things to take into account. Yeah. Like there, there really is, and it's not a and look for anyone who doesn't think that player like, someone said the other day, oh, managers won't come to us because managers talk to each other and they'll know what's going on at this club. Managers and players check social media. Their agents check social media. Of it, uh, they see what's of going on. They Like, I, I have literally had conversations with ex-Bradford players from the 2013 Cup run team who have said they didn't enjoy playing at home as much as away because the pressure at home, if you put a foot wrong, that's it. So the second one first person makes a mistake, it can turn. And like, we should be using our numbers as t- to an advantage, mm-hmm. and we, we don't. We, we, we are our own worst enemy when something starts to go slightly wrong. I think I've met a few... Points to come back, I, not in disagreement,
1: but in no, no in, in, in no, but genuinely not in disagreement anyway. Um, with regards to um, what you were saying, because I think when when Spats was mentioning that about the the investment. I knew what he meant, but obviously that that was taken in the context of a like obviously we are a self sustaining club, and, and you've highlighted one of the, some of the reasons for that. But also, it's not a good business model if somebody's having to dip their hands into the personal wealth to keep a business going. Um, and, and I think I think the. The the thing that saw I saw especially this season, and and it's and it's kind of like once the, the snowball keeps getting bigger in terms of uh, the 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 mood um, with, with some people, but but in terms of like you know people were call, calling Hughes a dinosaur, um, but we're calling for four four two. I mean, you know the modern game isn't played in that way anymore, and most managers will come in and. Like you said, I can't remember the game, but I do remember. I do know what you're talking about, where we basically, you know, don't allow players to to basically pass it sideways or pass it backwards, because what they are doing in in that situation, they're moving the the the, the if you like the pitch about and creating that sort of space that eventually does kind of come, and and that is the way of the modern game. So I. I don't get where this kind of people were saying to me. Oh, I don't like uh, he was building out this building out from the back football. It's like, well, welcome to 2023. You know, we're not in like 1993 or wherever. It's not like 4-4-2 against 4-4-2 um, or, or wherever. Um, and and I think I think yeah, it, it's it's kind of uh, go ahead, Liam. Yeah,
7: I just you mentioned there about the dinosaur comment. Um, the the other part of that made me laugh when they were saying, "Get get this dinosaur out," and then a few, literally a couple of days later, it was, "Go get Neil Warnock," <laughs> and it's like, okay, so get rid of this fifty seven, fifty eight year old dinosaur, whatever Mark uses, but bring in this seventy four year old man. Like, make your mind up.
4: Have you got any thoughts on this? Uh, the paraders, if I'm pronouncing correct, that correctly. If you you can chat if you like. It's, I know you're. The-
7: it's the paraders no I'm joking it's
4: not I can't can't pronounce names I can't pronounce names I'm like the Paul Merson of this chat I'm the Paul Merson I can't pronounce names (laughs) right Uh, sorry paraders is it if I'm pronouncing it correctly have you got anything you want to say
9: Um, everything I want to say it sounds like it's just been said I've I've only been on for about five minutes but it seems like Stan and uh, Liam have sort of summed it up
4: you got anything else you want to add to it, bud? No, not really. Sorry. <laughs> okay, fair dues. Is anyone else got anything they want to say? Put a request in. Uh, I know there's quite a lot in tonight. Thank you. It's all much appreciated you joining today. Is So if anyone else got anything they want to say, put a request in, and we will get you on the show. Who does everybody
7: want? Artel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd I take Dave Artel.
4: And if, I take you want, and if you want to, I'm going to do a bit of ad promotion here for you, Mr Chew. I know on the Ooh. lower league look, he's got the interview with Artel on one of his social medias. I think it's YouTube, if you want to correct me.
7: Yeah, 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 it's, it's on the YouTube channel. Uh, we interviewed him about eight, eight, nine months ago. I think the thing that people people look at Artel in his last season at Crew and like... They got relegated, they did get relegated from League One, but he, he had the 24th lowest budget in the league. You know, you look at the seasons prior, he had Crew finishing 11th in League One with the 24th smallest budget in the league. That season they came down, he had his best players sold from underneath him. Um, he he tried to leave at the end of the season where they finished 11th because he knew what the plan was, he knew that they were selling the players. Um, and he was asked to stay on and he agreed to stay on and it ended up being a know a shit season but what he's done since he got he lost that crew job sort of not this summer just gone summer before he's done courses on management and football science and like he's been working with Arsenal with Mikel Arteta over the summer like that's how well respected he is in the game like Mikel Arteta at Arsenal has had Dave Artel in to help over the summer to deal with the sports science side of things. He's got a lot of experience. I I really think he'll be a, if we give whoever it is time and it ends up being him, he'll do well for us. Um, And if we're going to take a risk because we've done the old proven man, we've done the old, you know, legendary managers in like Mark, he was the big name. We've done the proven manager, Derek Adams. We've done the, you know, the hometown hero, Stuart McCall. It's never worked. So, if you want to take a risk and go for a new up-and-coming manager, I've been talking about Nathan Rooney for the last few weeks. Anybody who do not know Nathan Rooney is, go and give him a Google, have a look at his record. Any manager that has a career 2.7 points per game average has got to be worth a look at, and Grimsby are, are talking to him. There's a few clubs that are interested, so, uh, yeah, that's a risk that's worth taking.
8: Have you got any thoughts on it, Labib? Yeah, hi, hi, right. you are right. Yeah, yourself, mate, how are you there? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Just jumping on. Um, just to pick up on, on what Liam was saying, I've I've literally just been watching that YouTube interview with David Artell, And um, I remember I was on the Low League uh, podcast on the night that Hughes was sacked. Um, and even at that time, I think you guys were talking about David Artell. At that time, I didn't know anything about him. And uh, So I've Googled him, but having watched that YouTube video, he does come across as being quite impressive, I've got to say. The things that stood out, are the things that have already been mentioned, Um, his final league position far exceeded what budget he'd set for that year. But also he spoke about playing football the right way. And I think just those kind of couple of things will appeal to a lot of City fans. Um, I think we've been crying out for... You know, good, attractive football. Um, in terms of people kind of um, talking about Hughes as being a bit of a dinosaur, um, yeah, I, I do agree what, with what Stan was saying in, in terms of um, that is modern day football. Nobody does play four four two anymore. You know, it's all four two three one and variations thereof. But having said that, for all the possession that we used to have, we used to create very, very little. And I've kind of said it before, you know, in a lot of the games that I watched last season, they were quite tedious games to watch. They weren't particularly exciting. You know, you weren't out of your seat. Um, it, it wasn't kind of end-to-end stuff. I appreciate it was possession-based, but there was very little end product at the end of it. So, OK, it might not have been a dinosaur. It might have been a bit more modern. But at the same time, I think um, there, there was very little to show for it. And as, as many people have said... I think we got lucky on a lot of occasions with Andy Cook having such a standout season uh, and obviously Harry Lewis being being brilliant between the sticks. Um, so, out of all the names that have been mentioned, uh, again, I, I'm certainly no way profess to be an expert on these out uh, of work managers. I don't think we're going to get somebody who's already in a job. I don't think we'd be looking to pay out that compensation. So I think we would be looking at people who are, who are out of work at the moment. And just based upon that that kind of interview that I've just referred back to, I think Artel would be a really good shout. That would be my view. Um, would have wanted Cowley. Obviously, the news that brought earlier on today that, uh, you know, as, as we've already discussed, is been offered the job and uh, and walked away from it. Um was disappointing. Uh, I did have him as my number one pick. But failing that, I'd I'd really back the club if we went all out and got Artel.
1: I think going off of uh um, what you were saying, uh, uh, Labib, uh, I think, uh, and I've I've maintained this, is that whoever comes in has to be able to um, take the squad uh, and run with it because we... That we do have a squad good enough to be there or thereabouts. There's always the January transfer window, etc. Um But, you know, it, it's kind of, we don't want to be changing the direction too much. And I think, you know, um, Dave Artel and, and the Cowboys probably would have, um, you know, kind of got that. So so i i completely agree with um pretty much what's been said i don't think anyone's saying anything too controversial um with regards to that so with that um yeah so so who do who do you guys think go ahead liam
7: sorry i i just have a question for a, what is it there's six people here apart from me um and obviously people are listening Going back to that end of last season, that playoff game, that moment where he took Scott Banks off and put Matty Platt on, do you think that if he hadn't done that, even if we'd lost the game, do you think if he hadn't done that, he'd still be here? Because I think that that moment never, ever left people's minds. And I I think people never forgave him from that point, and they were looking for a reason this season. I think the words...
1: People haven't forgiven him, we're just about to leave my wa- <laughs> mouth. Just yes. as you were saying that, that it, it's, it's like I, I said this all season that it's kind of like it, it's almost like you've, you people feel like they're being betrayed by the lover um, and, and it's like they can't forgive them. And, and I don't think, you know, uh, I don't, were you there at Crawley, uh, Liam? But um, oh, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, this, aside from the, the, the game aside, You've seen grown men basically picking fights with each other in front of the kids. Yeah. And, and and it's like, come on, you've got to be better than that. And and I and I feel that frustration has carried over into this season. Um I mean I've said this so many times this season, I've said it on your six oh six. And um and
10: this space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's interesting how people's view of one thing or, or, or one thing can kind of um, really kind of almost have an exaggerated
7: view of a certain thing. We didn't the clean slate this season. That's the problem. We went yeah. into yeah. season with that. That was the, the, unfortunately that was the last memory of last season. If we'd have if we'd have just missed out on the play, or if we'd like, I say, if we'd not made that substitution, but we'd lost anyway, and we'd lost fair and square. Let's say on penalties, th- th- we'd have felt better going into this season. But people going into this season had such a, a.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
7: Ship on their shoulder over that. And look. I'll be honest, I don't think that there's, there's, there's people out there that have influence in the fan base that have not done any favours. You know, how, how, how people can call out Andy Cook... After the season that he had last year, and say, well, you know, he's sat on a three-year deal. He's not sat on a three-year deal at all. Like he really isn't. And why would anybody think that two, three months into that deal, getting on his back is going to make any 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 difference in terms of getting it better? It's just going to make things worse. And yeah, we're turning on everyone. Well, I say we. Certain people are turning on everyone. Anyone that they can find a scapegoat. At.
1: Johnny, just
8: before
7: you come back, there's there's
1: uh, one thing because obviously in answer to that, um, you know, I don't believe we got lucky with with um, with Cook and Harry Lewis because if you look at the way Cook was managed by Hughes, and you you would have to say that a striker of his caliber would have had an influence on the way Cook developed
7: last season. Absolutely, Matt. We Andy Cook last season. Was I mean? Don't get me wrong. They didn't start off the season well. Cook was, I think, fourth choice when the season started. Um, he was. He took. I I fully believe that we owe Mark Hughes for the Andy Cook we got last season. Absolutely.
8: I, I personally, I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, if if you watch, if you actually watch. Cook in isolation playing up front. Um, the amount of space he created for himself and he does create for himself was brilliant. Um, you know, textbook striker, um there's a couple of goals that I can remember specifically he'd run in front of the defender, uh, and then all of a sudden he'd turn, um, swivel, uh, end up behind the defender, end up in loads of space, one on one, and he slots home. The the amount of space, his movement of the ball, especially in the box uh, it was just absolutely phenomenal, and I would have thought that a lot of that was down to to Mark Hughes. Um, in terms of getting lucky, I, I, I still do think that you know if it hadn't been for somebody like Andy Cook and the combination of him and Lewis combined, we would not have had the kind of successful season that we had. And that's you've what got to remember though, we different. had a lot better. Sorry, yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of referring to, and, and kind of we got a little bit lucky. Um, As as I said it before, a lot of the games I used to watch and and I used to find it really hard to think that we were within a shout of automatic promotion, um, that the standard of football that we were playing, whilst, yeah, it was possession-based and we had 65% possession, uh, what we actually did with the ball was was horrific, apart from the the few instances where Cook worked his magic. Um, So... I think, yeah, uh, the development of Andy Cook uh, does probably owe a lot to to Mark Hughes in terms of striking coaching. But that's the only kind of point that I could realise where coaching has made any difference to any of our squad players last season. I don't think any others kind of improved. Um, I think Hughes had that philosophy where he wanted kind of ready-made players to come in I think I've made the point before that he didn't really seem to want to develop the younger players that we'd brought into the club, offered two, three-year deals, and before you knew it, they were out the door again. Um, so, uh, generally speaking, I was I was disappointed in the way he managed the squad with that perhaps one exception.
1: Johnny, you've had your hand up for a while. Uh, you're going to come back to a point or answer something or. Yeah,
4: it's just... Uh, so this is from Chris Bell Media. I can't Media. hear you,
1: Johnny, so you'll have to... Everyone else is going to have to... I can hear him. Cool. I can.
4: So going back to... Uh, Chris Bell Media has just sent me a tweet. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Danny and Nikki are Lincoln-bound. They're still living in the city, and I don't think commuting to Bradford would have been a problem for them. I think the Lincoln job would be safer for them due to experience and working with the chairman bod then or
7: yeah they, they are going to Lincoln I think that's pretty much common knowledge now for it um, they, the, the irony is if that Lincoln job hadn't come up they would be Bradford managers um, because the personal reasons there if you think about it like they, they don't live in the area um, as far as I'm aware they've got a house in the area that they rent out um, but they're from like that's that's what they've done they've that's where they had their most success as as managers and they're loved there so yeah family and things why would they not want to go back to somewhere where they had really good times as opposed to going somewhere that's completely unknown that has a, a tendency to turn over a manager every six months you know it's a big upheaval
4: and going back to your Nathan Rooney, too. Yes. Uh, I've put his name in Google. He's managed Blackburn Under-21s, Fleetwood Under-21s, Crawley, Carlisle, Corn, Port Vale, and the best name I've ever seen in my entire life, Bruno Magpies. Yes, Pye. in
7: Gibraltar.
4: <laughs> yeah. And, oh, my Lord, uh, S. Pinhall?
7: Yeah, yeah, no, he he didn't actually manage them, weirdly. uh, That was this summer, wasn't it? Yeah, 2023 to...
4: Yeah, July the 1st, 2023, to August the 28th, 2023.
7: Yeah, he didn't didn't actually manage them. Uh, They announced it, and uh, no one knew about it. Like, even he didn't know that there was an announcement. So, yeah, strange one, really. But, I mean, have have a look at his stats... For Bruno Bruno's Magpies, you can only and I, look. I've I've spoken to people who've been and watched them play, and they've said the style of football that he plays is exciting. He works with young players. Just for anyone who, um, I'll tell you now. He saw so his, and I know this might be a bit of a move for some people, but his assistant was the. It was Mar, uh, Marcelo Bielsa's assistant at Leeds. So he's got that experience, number two. And then he's got alongside him, I just want to make sure I get this right, because I always get the bloody things. So, uh, so alongside him, he's then got Ryan Taylor, you know, ex-Newcastle. What? So that's his three. There's him, there's uh, Andreas Clav- Clav- I can't pronounce it, Clavijo or something. He was Bielsa's number two, and then Ryan Taylor. So he's got that experience, because he's only 34, I think he is. But like I say, when you look at that, Points per game. He concedes on average one goal every four games. He's got so he's he's defense. He knows how to work defensively. Obviously, then he's got Ryan Taylor to help on that, and then he's got an assistant that's getting them playing really nice, fast, pass and move, flowing football. Um, I, I, someone's going to take a risk on him in League Two or in yeah, League One. Even do you think it'd be
4: a Bradford City?
7: No, I think it should. I think if we we're looking, if we're going to look at trying the one thing we've not, which is a young, up-and-coming, unknown manager, then yes, we should. But we, I don't think we're going to do that. I don't think the fans would allow us to do that. If we announced him, our fans would be up in arms. They wouldn't give him the time of day. And if we, if they announced him today and we lost on Saturday, they'd be asking for him out by Monday. Because, yeah, we have this superiority complex as a fan base where we think we should always have someone huge and a big name attached to the club, when realistically, that's just because the media blow smoke up our asses for something we did 20 years ago, 24 years ago.
8: I don't, right. I don't I necessarily think that. that's true, if, I, if I'm honest. Um, I think it has been to an extent in recent years. Um, but I think that the overall principle being that if there's something on the pitch that we feel we can get behind, then I think the fans will get behind it. And that was exemplified at at the game at Wrexham, right? You know, we went a goal down and the biggest roar came from our lot to cheer cheer the players on. Um, And I think the capability to recognise where progress is being made is there. And I think by saying that, and uh, don't get me wrong, I've, I've been at games where We've got to go down, and I've heard the boos immediately ring out. So there is a lot of truth behind that, but I don't think that defines us as a fan
7: base. But if you think about that, I agree about the Wrexham game, but what happened in the next game?
8: Well, it it does, but those those next games were away, right? So we played at MK Don's, and um, we played at Sutton. MK Don's... Um, And I went went to both of those games And and I tweeted about it I thought the Sutton game was a harder defeat to take Than the MK Dons ones We were just outplayed from from the first minute We just weren't at the races uh, Outplayed by what looked to be a very good side on the night Um, Sutton, we we lost that game As opposed to them winning it, I felt Um, But because of the kind of the quality of the performance, and I think that's reflected back in the, um, you know, the in the fan base and that's a point I was making earlier. if we feel there's something on the pitch we can get behind, I, th- I think it's there. Uh, the support is there. Um, under Hughes, as I said before, it, it was just dull to watch. And that—that's my take on it. If you disagree, disagree. Fine. I, I agree. But I was bored. Yeah, I was just bored watching a lot of the, a lot of those games. I, I how we managed to finish seventh is still miraculous, and I still can't believe we had a shot of finishing third and we blew it because you know, play, we played too safe, don't
7: we? That's what we did. We played. We yeah. played too safe. But just on what you said there, like I, I agree, it was boring to watch. It was. However, it's very, very rare that you find teams especially at this level that are going to provide that what you're looking for week in week out and there's going to be dips there's going to be games where you have really bad put- I mean put it this way so we went and lost 2-1 at Sutton Notch County got smashed there on the opening game of the season like played off the park by Sutton Did no, it, yeah. no one at Notch County went maybe, you know maybe maybe there's no Maybe this manager's not right for this level, but we do. When we go somewhere, and after one game, we have a bad performance, it turned, people wanted Kevin McDonald to get the job full-time until full-time at the end of the MK Dons game, and they were like, nope, he needs to go, we need to get someone proper in. That's how quickly it turned,
8: because we lost one game. It, it did. I don't disagree with you. Um I think on on the back of the MK Don's defeat as well, you know, to put that into context, where where we'd been thoroughly outplayed. Uh, So I think the two to two performances back to back, where we were poor, to be honest. Um, But uh, you know, fundamentally, I I think the support can be there. Um, I, I don't think we're always toxic all of the time. Is a I suppose perhaps being a bit defensive. I think I think um, I think what and, and, and I'm, I
7: don't think I was. I'm not saying that this, we're toxic all the time, but there's always that undercurrent, and it's always ready to boil over, and it can take the tiniest thing to flip it. That's that's the issue. We're always ready to turn. We never really kind of settle into it properly. Um, that's. We don't We don't give a chance. If, if it was anyone other than Mark Hughes for
8: this last 18 months, he wouldn't have got 18 months. He wouldn't. I, I agree with that. But I don't necessarily think it's because of the name. I think it's because of the, the, the kind of limited success that he brought. Um, you know, the previous few seasons, we were, what, 15th, 15th, 14th. And here, all of a sudden, you know, we had a bit of a chance of... Um, doing something this season Um, so I think that that had brought him a little bit of extra time and that's the point I suppose I'm trying to make is that if there's something there that that we can get behind I mean there was a uh, it was a season of optimism um, last season Um, like I said the previous few seasons had been quite dire Uh, there'd been very little to kind of get behind at all um, so, as I said, there was a, a, a limited um, limited success that was brought to the club based upon previous seasons. So again, putting it into context, there was something that that the fans could get behind. But anyway, I, th- I think we digress.
6: I think I st- still think this season is still ours to play for. I think we can still do something this season, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes, etc. Because that team. Since Mark Hughes went, that team on the pitch are fighting to, to play. Apart from the MK Dons game, yeah, they, they just, well, I don't know what happened there. We just didn't play, did we? But uh, the the last five games, we've been all right. And we're fighting yeah. for the ball. We're actually, they're playing with a bit of passion in them, to be fair. So I don't think, I'm going to be positive and say I don't think this season's over at all. I think we'll, I think we'll do well. Regardless. When, we talk, when we
5: talked about the Wrexham game just then, the players when they went down did get the fans going again. Yeah, because I did. thought I think it Taylor or Sam subs that got the crowd going
6: again. Yeah,
7: and I just just and that's
6: what they need. They need to do that. They need to come and whether it's at the, if it's at home, come to you know towards the Corp and, and yeah. give, give the fan even if it's just a, one gesture at the fans that works, doesn't it? It I did work.
4: It yeah, I think going to say guys going to keep this until about 7 o'clock-ish uh, Deezy I know you've put a request in me.
0: have you got anything you want to say about Yeah I, um, I there's lots of things I've, uh, that I've been listening to and, and you know at the MK Don's game L'Bib, we were stood together I think for me it was the nature in which we lost we looked incompetent at in, uh, every area of the pitch and I think you know we compare um, not County and Sutton but that was at the beginning of the season and we you know th- Lots of things have changed since then, and losing that gig that game was for me very difficult you know I don't want to point the uh the, the the finger at Mcdonald because I think he's done a sterling job he's been thrown in the deep end and um he he's for me he's he's brilliant he's done a lot of good things for us and uh, I'm thankful for that but it, it, it's the manner um and what i was going to the manner in which we lost both games for me um What I was going to say, I live down by Labib, actually, um, down in in the Midlands, and there's a lot of Lincoln fans um, around here, season ticket holders, and they've been texting me tonight, taking the piss, saying Cowley's going back there. Um, So I don't know whether it is a family issue or there's a last-minute kind of upheaval that he's had his head turned by Lincoln. I don't know if anybody's... I've just come on, so apologies if I've missed that and it's been done. But I've, I've had three messages from three different season ticket holders saying that that deal's done. Lincoln's a safe job had... for him. He's, yeah, yeah, he's been there before, and I don't think yeah. it ended that well. If I'm honest with you, so it's, they've got mixed opinion on it. But the reality yeah. is, is that you know all this family stuff that he's had. He's, he's 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 not wanting to relocate and stuff. You know, Lincoln to to Bradford's what thirty miles, so forty mile, whatever it is. So I don't think that's there's any truth in that. If I'm honest.
4: So I know you just uh, you've you just joined, Bud, but uh, Chris Bell Media. Uh, 25 minutes ago did say wouldn't surprise if danny nikki are lincoln bound they're still living in the city yeah don't think committing to bradford would be a problem for them i think lincoln job would be safer for them due to basically knowing the team yeah. and working with the chairman and bods they know
0: yeah okay so it's been done yeah i just thought i'd uh i'd, I'd throw that one in there because i just heard it tonight so it's obviously it's there's obviously some fuel to the fire in there Not who, who, who do you want these yep
7: I wanted Cowley, to be honest with you. Uh, But but now, who do you want? (laughs) Because, unfortunately, we can't get him. I've tried. We'll go get him and lock him in a boot and drag him back here if you like. But it might not do some good.
0: Do you know what? It's a really difficult one because uh, I I almost feel a little bit like the board. You you know, there's not... I mean, not talking to us for four or five weeks, whatever it is now, is is cringe. And and the longer they leave it, the more difficult it becomes. And, you, you know, this sort of splitting of the fan base against the board... You know, we all know where we are. We're up, and I won't go into that because I'm going off tangent. But you know, I heard Neil when I seen you, You know, I think they'd mentioned Neil Redfern, and, and and I'm like, oh my God, please no. So I, I just don't, <laughs> I'll have anybody at this, but bring Hughes back now. I'm, I'm only joking. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I, I almost feel a little bit now that whoever we get, the doomed if they do, and the doomed if they don't. The board. You know. I'd, I'd,
6: well, what do we what do we think about Truman? Why no. Truman want to? What, what did he do last time? I, he didn't. He, he, he did started well, didn't he? With Sellers, but then the kind of
7: yeah. But then, if you if you remember, that, he took yeah. over when Derek Adams left, and he 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 managed possibly the worst ever Bradford yeah. perfo- Bradford performance I've ever seen but in my Truman life, which was all the way. Yeah, I
6: mean Truman. Might, Truman knows the team. He knows the chairman. He knows. The, the club basically do not they? Um, maybe it might not be a bad shout if he t- he'd carry on. Can them. you imagine
7: the board? Re- uh, can you imagine the fans' reaction if they announce Mark Truman? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but it's not up
6: The fans need to get be- this. Is what annoys me. They get You should get behind your club, regardless, regardless of what's going on. Whoever we can't say, well, we don't want him, we don't want her, or we don't want him. <laughs> it's not up to us.
8: I, had some, um, I did some facts and figures on um, Truman and Sellers, um, you know, when they took over after McCall went. And um, if you remember, we were not far away from the relegation zone. We
7: were 21st um, when McCall went. It
8: was bad. Yeah, was so, bad. We, you know, we were in danger of dropping out of the league. Now, they saved um, it, didn't they? In, in total, yeah. Truman and Sellers managed 30 games, all right? Now, I'll split that down into the first batch of 15 games where we won 10 and we I think we drew 5 and lost one so basically we went from 21st up to the brink of the playoffs mm. um and it that culminated with that 1-1 draw versus Bolton do you remember that one uh Danny Rowe hitting that last minute belter volley oh, into, yeah. the top corner into in front of an empty court um, so the first 15 games were just absolutely superb, we were going to top of the table teams, turning them over playing this 4-2-3-1 um, and you know people like Levi Sutton who'd been put into his proper position partnering with Elliot Watt, um, Andy Cook we brought in, uh, Truman Sellers brought him in, I think they brought in Charles Vernon, uh, players of that ilk, I think they also brought in Danny Road, in there, Um so for that first 15 games, we were just superb, I thought. Absolutely brilliant. And then we played away at Newport and lost to a last-minute penalty. Um, well, I think Newport were top of the table or something at that time. And then it just all went downhill. Was that the one where we were winning uh, th- until
7: like the 88th yeah, minute
8: Yeah, something. yeah, the cook scored for got the free kick I think, we, I think it was a penalty. I think Levi Sutton gave away a 90th-minute penalty or something like that. And we lost 2-1. And then for the remaining remaining 15 games, I think we won two. So from the brink of the playoffs, we ended up 15th or whatever it was in that COVID season, you know, behind closed doors. Mm. Um, if, if we could bottle the first 15 games, Truman Sellers, I'd have that all day long.
0: Yeah, but that's not the reality, though, is it, the baby? I know, you know? I know. I mean, is, is Richie Wellens is he still is he still in the hunt, or is that has that died off now? I've not. I'm he's not
7: never serious. been in the hunt. He's in a. it at Leighton Orient. I don't know where this came from. He's Leighton Orient's manager.
0: Yeah, I, oh, yeah, no, I know that. I'm aware. I'm, I'm, I'm profoundly aware of that. But I'd heard again. You don't know what's you know what's truth, what's fantasy, dear, fact, fiction, whatever. You know, I'd heard that he and I was thinking. Well, he's sort of mid-table in League One, doing a decent job getting them up. You know why would he come to us other than we're a big club and sleeping giant and you know what, whatever, what, what other managers have fallen for so if it was never a reality forgive me but he, he, you know he's a proven winner in league too isn't he as was Steve Evans the same season when we got he's he, oh so my God,
6: if Steve Evans comes in, there'll be a proper meltdown.
0: I, 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 didn't, well. I, I, didn't, I didn't suggest that for a minute. I, I, I mean, he's, no, he's a scrapper. I was just saying,
6: if
7: he does, he, he pro, he's proven, isn't he? But yeah, he's, he's about some, a he is, a good manager.
6: There's
7: a few, there's a few other names that people would call him as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just on, on Wellens,
5: especially the women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
7: Just, just on Wellens, <laughs> like I can
5: uh,
7: obviously Labib, Johnny. You've, you guys have been on the Six or Six, so I, I can say like late orient's owners come on our show oh, there was okay. never ever any never any conversations with richie wellens and i don't know where it came from because as soon as i heard it i was like i, I, I would take richie wellens in a breath yeah but yeah no so Rob, wasn't.
4: robert Cosby, if pronouncing that name correctly i'm sorry if i'm not uh controversial maybe but it's joey barton for me talking about passion and fight there's no one else except flynn but is he really going to leave Swindon?
7: Yes, I, I think Flynn will leave Swindon before the end of the season. But I don't agree on Joey Barton. I think absolutely no, no. He's he, why would we want to invite that kind of attitude in? We, we, yeah. We're what's moaning what's about he, what's he delivered as a manager? Is He, not a he got coach? Bristol Rovers. He got Bristol Rovers promoted. Didn't he? I mean, to be fair, what he did was phenomenal. They were they were tw- I think 18th in the league on the 1st of January, and he got them promoted on last game of the season in automatics when they beat Scunthorpe seven nil. So he, he has got them up. But I, I won't want joy. He's anybody go and watch any of his last ten post match interviews or if, any interviews he's done when Bristol Rovers manager. He's just if you thought Derek Adams moaned and made excuses up, go watch Joey Barton because it's infuriating. It's never his fault. It's always he throws players under the bus. He comes out in his interviews, and we all obviously were unhappy when Derek Adams did that about uh Ollie Crankshaw. Um, when he he came out after the game and said about Crankshaw not being didn't think Crankshaw were good when he came off the bench. Joey Barton literally throws players under the bus week in, week out on the radio in news interviews. He's yeah, I, I'm not a fan, but we'll see what happens. I just think it'd be really bad for us.
4: And um, just like this, Mr. Chu, Rob, what have you got to say on that?
7: My point to
11: that—I don't know if you can hear me. All right? Um, yeah, can I? My it? point to that was we only ever really give managers a season at most. If we're going to get anything out of this season, we need to have fight and determination and passion, and that is everything that he is. As a player and as a manager, I don't think it would ever be a long-term post for him. And I don't think I'd ever want it to be a long-term post. But for the rest of this season, Joey Barton, I think, keeps us in the league, no problem. Maybe pushes us up towards the
7: playoffs, at least. There's no danger of us dropping out of the league.
6: Not the way the team are playing at the minute. They're playing as a team, I think.
7: It depends
11: what, what happens next, doesn't it? We're talking about Mark Truman again. For me, I posted the other day on Twitter, um, common denominator because he's been a part of every
7: coaching setup for the last four or five managers that have failed. What about the what what can I ask? What about the managers that failed before that stint we had under Phil Parkinson? Because Mark Truman were this, 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 this. thing about giving managers less than a season and the fans turning on. them. This has been going on my entire life aside from a small window where we had Phil Parkinson and then that one season that McCall rode the success off the back of Phil Parkinson's time here. We have literally done this the entire time I've been a Bradford fan. So I don't think saying that Mark Truman's the, the common denominator, yes he is for the last few managers, but the, the common denominator for the, the whole time is the fans. We've been the ones that have pushed managers out, we've been the ones that have demanded change And there's been a lot of times where it's been far too soon. Um, So, uh, look, Joey Barton, if they go for him, they go for him. I cannot see. Can you imagine Joey Barton and Ryan Sparks sitting in a room and and talking things through? Because I can't.
11: I can't imagine Ryan Sparks talking to anyone at the minute. I think he's just hiding away in a corner. He's not. He's not. He's... No, literally no, no he's sure literally he's working.
7: Not. He's literally working fifteen to eighteen <laughs> it, hour days.
11: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure he really is, but it doesn't seem like that from the statement and, and everything else that goes out. I but I get, so but look,
0: look, I, sorry, sorry to interject that. I, I don't, I don't know that for fact for the fifteen or eighteen hour days. But y- y- you know, surely in terms of communication. Does that does that justify 50, working fifteen hour, uh, or eighteen hours a day, not not communicating with the fans for five weeks? Are we saying that that well, they, that they does have been they've,
7: they've given a statement. Yeah, after what, four two, weeks. Two, yeah, yeah, after four, two days ago. Yeah, but but what? So, but again, all that statement did was prove the fact that they shouldn't have released a statement.
0: I, 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 yeah, I'm not I'm not having a go at all. But I'm just saying, you know, don't mistake activity for achievement. Um, in so much as that. Um, Eighteen-hour days and not communicating with a fan base such as ours—I—I I wouldn't run my businesses like that. And I don't. And I don't. You know, I'm not telling him how to run his businesses. That's up to him. But you know, his opinion. But I don't think that that's acceptable.
4: So, Chu, when I listened to your podcast the other day, yeah, yeah. Uh, if my memory to me correctly, you was on about Tramia, mm-hmm. and where basically there's been no communication whatsoever from their board on slash club. Nothing. Do you think that's the same? At City, do you think they're just trying to sort it out behind the scenes and just get things sorted?
7: No, they've appointed Nigel Adkins today on a permanent basis till the end of the season. Uh, Tramia don't want to spend any money. Um, as, according to their fans, their fans kind of came on and sports was about it and said that it's just a shit show behind the scenes. And I'm not saying oh we should consider ourselves lucky because it's not about that. Every club's different. But look, the the fact is, we're talking about Sparks say you know people say you no, Sparks is not communicating this that and the other he can't win when he communicates he gets abused so what what is he supposed to do last year when he communicated in fact he didn't even do anything wrong last year and someone posted his personal mobile online and he got a load of he got phone calls abusing him he's had to take his you know he's had to change his car he can't park his car near the ground because of the abuse that he was getting because people recognised his licence plate would you communicate with that because he used to be very open and he used to give his mobile number out to fans and he'd, he'd take a call from absolutely anyone but you can only push someone so far until they go I'm not doing it no more I'm going to get on with the job he's, he doesn't have to communicate He's as long as he's doing the job and this is where people at the club who are close to him they can see whether he's doing the job or not they know what's happening, and we'll find well, out when the manager comes in. If we, if he put it this way, he nearly had Danny Cowley, but because of Lincoln, we've not got Danny Cowley. Like that's a cracking appointment, and we should. It's not his fault that we didn't get Danny Cowley. Cowley's changed his mind. We've got to give some praise for that. We all wanted everybody had Danny Cowley top of their lists, and we we had him agreed on a deal. Lincoln then came along, which is where his heart is, and he's he's going to go to Lincoln. Like we've got to give some praise for that. But instead, we. They gave a statement because they expected that they were going to be announcing a manager in that coming days, which is quite clear because they've said now about Cowley turning it down. So they were expecting to announce. They gave an update, which everybody demanded, and then no one was happy with the update. But unfortunately, the update was exactly what they asked for. It was an update. It was telling you exactly what was happening, where we are in the search and what's happening. He's not going to come out and go, we had Danny Cowley and then he's turned us down. Why, why would he do that? I I think I think I get your point with regards to the lose lose, and 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 I completely
0: completely accept that. I think you know if he's working 180 hours in total for four weeks, my personal expectation would be to have some sort of directive as 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 to which way in which we go in. It felt like that you know McDonald was on a bit of a wave, which is a natural wave that you get when any sort of new manager or somebody tips in, and that bubble burst for me at, at Milton Keynes quite drastically. We looked well, well, well off the pace, and but let's. Put into consideration, they'd not won in nine, um, so they they weren't riding high either, you know. And they thumped us, you, you, you know. So so it's difficult. It's, you know, we can all can, can give our own opinion. Um, my my opinion would be, and I'd like to have seen a bit more communication from the club. Um, as far as the minority that are chasing his car or damaging stuff, I mean, they're just mindless numpties, aren't they? Let's be absolutely honest. And every club's got got a few, but and and I, and I feel sorry. Nobody deserves that, but. I could say it.
6: They're probably the same, the same people that outed Law if you remember. It's the same kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah. Fan base, isn't it? Look how they turned on Critchlaw yeah. and then he, and then he went out and scarred, didn't he? The next, and goal. they were laughing in his name. And then he were best thing since sliced bread again. Yeah.
4: Have you got anything you want to say, on it, Diane? Love. Yeah. Well,
6: I've just
5: on my Twitter again, and somebody said the Phil for sparks now, <laughs> but because they have the number one target agreed for the new manager.
7: Yeah, which, which so, that's what you've got. Um, I I agree. that's 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 the point. People say he doesn't listen, people say he doesn't do what's right for the club and he doesn't do what the fans want. But the last if he'd have got Danny Cowley, the last three appointments yeah. that he's brought in, everyone was happy with i think i'm sorry to interject i think you're absolutely right if you
0: look at hughes right you know when he got hughes i mean we couldn't believe it all right how it ended was how it ended but you know a ceo's job isn't an easy job because if it was everybody would be doing it so you know it, and particularly with a club as big as ours you know it's, it's 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 probably exacerbated by 10 in the difficulty that he's got I, I i wouldn't want it i wouldn't want the job because he can't he can't win at every turn point so you know but what gets me is that social media gives us the ability doesn't it to well, in be a hero in he one breath and great. be a villain in the next oh, you yeah. know he's doing what he can do you do you
6: think do you think if if the club gave the fans more information
7: about to? what's going on going properly? I mean i i, I think that we've we've shown time and time again as a fan base that no matter what they put out people will clip it and take it out of context later down the line and that's yeah. why so they, what do people think about
10: ryan sparks what do you mean
4: so i said like an all- what
10: do people think about ryan sparks like surely everyone wants him out by now what why because why, why he's do you made want continually out? bad managerial appointments right go on explain
7: what explain what so when 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 Derek adams came in what was wrong with that appointment everything but explain what that that manager that had just got morcombe with one i think it was the sixth lowest budget in the league had just got morcombe to win the playoffs and get promoted what was wrong with that
10: because were known for being a toxic twat and being an argument at, bastard, at one
7: cl- at one club
10: <laughs> yeah and, and, all right, and we with all due like re- with, red respect flag.
7: You, with all due respect, you just come on here and started talking about how Sparks has bad decisions, bad decisions. You've called people toxic, and then you're saying that someone else is toxic. That's a bit hypocritical, really. No, isn't
10: how, how am I toxic? I've my team up in out country, and Ryan Sparks makes bad decisions about my team. Why is that toxic?
7: I'm talking about the way you've just come on and started talking it's just quite hypocritical. So it's I having an opinion
10: then. I'm not, it's not about opinion. having an
7: opinion is it? It's just about coming in and the I way think he's a fucking
10: speak. tool to be honest with you. He's spouting the shit it's success.
7: Definitely not toxic.
0: I think I think guys just, sorry just to interject I think the CEO role in a, in inside or outside of football you know the tenure in that role is usually a sort of 2 to 4 years because it's a such a stressful, stressful job. It's a results driven job uh, and it's not an easy job to do. So you know whether he's in or out, it's a results-driven business. I think his appointments have been, you know, we've got we've got to take into consideration our budget, the the, the balance sheet of the business, which is stable through through a strong fan base and commercial endeavours. You know, so there's lots of things that are positive for him. But again, you know, I can see both sides of this argument in that that it's a results-driven business as well, and he has to stand on what what, 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 what he has or hasn't delivered on on, on the pitch. So. I can see every angle, and I'm not trying to be grey politician. I'm just saying he's done a lot of things right, but there's the certain things that, that that he's done wrong, in my opinion, and and it is a really tough job,
7: and particularly at City, isn't it? Like, guys, let's be honest. He's done everything the fans have asked. Yeah, yeah, and they're still not happy. Uh, exactly. Why, did, why didn't
10: he walk then? What do you why, why, w- walk? why
7: would he walk? He's doing everything that you guys have asked. He wanted a manager that has got that has been successful at this level. He got a manager that's successful at this level. Six months in, the fans wanted him out, so he got rid. He then went and got a manager because everybody was and everyone was buzzing about him getting this huge name in Mark Hughes. Everybody was delighted. Everybody was wearing Mark, Brian Sparks as a hat when that announcement was done. Then this season, fans have turned. They wanted him out, so he's got rid of him fans wanted danny cowley this time and he had a deal agreed with danny cowley danny cowley's pulled out because of family and personal reasons because the lincoln jobs come up which, which is bollocks, no it's not so. it's not bollocks, it's bollocks how is so that I'm bollocks
10: what are you his fucking mate
7: it's not i'm I'm speaking logically how's that bollocks
10: If if we're talking about location stuff he used to manage fucking huddersfield how much closer do you want to get We're not
7: talking about that he's talking about what's best for his family and going back to a club where he's been universally loved and he's had success is the safer option for him that's what it is about he's got an option to go and finish a job that he started at Lincoln and he was cut off early that's all it is
10: so why why would he agree a deal I don't get because
7: it. he hadn't agreed a job with Lincoln at that point Lincoln sacked their manager after we did he had all the interviews with Bradford early on. We were dealing with with it, and then Lincoln came along. Bradford obviously tried to get it over the line whilst he's had chats with Lincoln, and unfortunately, he's he's made his mind up.
10: So that so shows sure that we're just not an attractive prospect I compared think. to
7: a League One club. No, why would we be? So if, Owen, if you worked what so ten if seats, if you... Lincoln? But what's that got to do with anything? the fucking... F- the shit. But they're in League... Uh, the shit. They're in League One. They're better than us. Right,
10: and you, you were just bigging Sparks up, who's a CEO of a League Two team, and it's all his fault. Oh, okay. He, he gave McCall that fucking No, he did. no, we, no, we r- didn't. Who did that Julian then? Rhodes. Who did Julian that? Julian Rhodes. Fuck off, mate. Uh, Sparks she got appointed, and they're Ju- doing the Julian deal. Rhodes
7: did it. It was a parting thing from Julian Rhodes. He put the deal in place. <laughs> You can, I mean, you can laugh yes. all you want. You can laugh uh, all you want. All you, do, all you need to do... All you need to do... All you need to do is ask the question. Go to the club and ask the question, and you'll get the answer. But you won't. You'd rather sit and moan online about it, and then you'll moan about not hearing things. But it's very easy to ring the club and ask, and Ryan Sparks will speak to you.
4: I've, yeah, so uh, moving on from that... Uh... So what would people, if they had the opportunity, what would people like to change about the club? Starting off with Diane and then we'll go down the list. Changing the club, just
5: let's get the manager in. Mark Truman has said that he's not going to be long, so he won't be in charge long, because again, I've looked on Twitter. So hopefully we'll get somebody in and get going again and getting the team ready. Uh,
8: what about you, Labib? i've said it for a couple of years now um and people are probably bored of um, hearing me say it but for me i think we need a change of owner um and i've you know just to repeat the points that i made before um under Rook's tenure we've just gone backwards um my my view having worked in organizations and companies and industries um the the vision the drive, the ambition is all set by the person at the top. And I don't think Rook does that. I don't think he's helped to build the kind of identity for the club. I think Sparks has tried. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, all of that direction, drive, ambition, vision all comes from the owner. That sets the agenda for the club and that culture pervades all the way down to everybody in that organization they should all be putting together to achieve that one ambition to achieve that one dream and that is inspired by the owner by the ceo until we have that i can't see us doing anything if i'm honest shoot um
7: i think i think the finger pointing has got to stop I think the, the the looking for scapegoats at like the first sign of there being any sort of negative things happening. Like, it's, yeah, we've got to kind of, if we're going to go up, if we're going to push forward, we've got to do it together. We can't be constantly looking for someone to blame for if it goes wrong. And that's, I think, we've all got to kind of get on board with that. And whoever this manager is that comes in... We've said it's so important that this manager is the right manager for us. So whoever it is, get behind them. That's all we can do and give them time. They really need a good... a good January ain't enough. If it do not work this season, they need the summer. They need January. They need the summer. Then they go on and we see where we are in a year's time. That's my view on it anyway.
11: Rob? Um, I agree with Labib. I think a new owner is required, but who's going to come in and pay the money that Rock wants. Um, because uh, no one would for, for a club that doesn't own the stadium or the training ground and is training essentially training. just a badge. Um, so uh, it's a tough one. I think, I don't think the fan base would be happy unless big Hollywood bank rollers come in and, and take over the club or a certain portion of the fan base anyway. Um, and also a pool table. I think we all need a pool table.
4: Oh, we all need a pool table, though <laughs> we? need the arcade machines in, get them in. Uh, uh, Chris, what's your thoughts, bud? All
12: right, mate. Uh, I totally agree with whoever said about the uh, the finger pointing needs to stop. Um, but I do think that half my finger is pointing at Ryan Sparks at the minute, mate. What's your, Keep, yeah. Keep chatting, mate. Over oh, the years, mate, he's made some poor appointments, hasn't he?
4: Yeah, it's like looking at, uh, I know we we had a bit of a ranting session earlier, but looking at the managers, we've had like what people have said, we've had a dinosaur in who couldn't do it, we've had a promotional promotional guy try to do it. I would personally go for someone who's probably younger, like uh, like she was saying about that Nathan Rooney, he seems good uh, What looking on social mm. media. Uh, the Carly, Carly Brothers have now, looks like, pulled out completely, buggering off to off to Lincoln. Uh, I, think, then... I
12: think that shows that we're not an attractive club, to be honest. Yep,
4: true, right, mate? Only we thing used to been... be... oh, sorry,
5: Diane. We used to be an attractive club for people to come to.
12: Come on, yeah. what would you know, Dan? Pardon? Nothing.
4: So you say something, Chris?
12: I just think that uh, Ryan Ryan Sparks for me that that don't, not don't have much Chris, else to say. Chris,
7: Chris, let me ask let me ask you about that because you said poor managerial appointments. Were you unhappy when Derek Adams came in after just winning promotion?
12: Yeah, I, th- I don't think I don't think he was the right manager that we, we needed at the time. To be honest,
7: you don't think a manager that won promotion out of League Two was a manager we needed to get us out of League Two?
12: Nah, not really. No, it
7: was then. Uh, who would you have brought in Richie instead of all these managers? uh
12: Richie Wellens.
7: <laughs> oh, okay. What about you? Yeah. When would you have brought Richie Wellens in?
12: Then, when when we brought in
7: Adams, well, Richie Wellens had a job then, didn't he? <laughs> <coughs>
4: have you got any thoughts on it Kel
6: Um, I'm just being Mrs positive and I think as fans we should all get behind we should get behind Truman as he is, he's doing the job right now Um, we should turn up in numbers, be the 12th man get behind the team like we did at Wrexham because I think think 100% that that helps the team and that helps them win games
7: just a point before I drop off, guys, because I'm, I'm going to have to leave. But, um, for, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know who that Chris is, he's the bloke who tweeted out about Harry Lewis having a social life and about how it was it was poor on Harry Lewis and this, that, and the other after we lost the game and started posting about it all over social media. So probably not the best to make calls and judgments, that guy.
4: <laughs> okay. And we're going to go to Benjamin. He's just... You okay, Benj? Benj? Can you hear me, Benji? Yeah, I can, yeah.
9: So what's your thoughts It's sort all of fucked, innit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what they should
6: have done? They should have took um, Cowley's wife to Harrogate. That's what they should have done.
9: The B- bottom line of it all is, we're going to end up with Truman until the end of season. No one's going to come in until the ownership changes.
4: And if you had the opportunity, Ben, who would you like to bring in if you had the opportunity? Now? Yeah, no right one. now.
9: Out of, li- out of people that are available, no one.
4: So, would you give it to Truman until the end of the season? <laughs> well, it's looking that way, isn't
9: it? I don't, I don't even know. But the list, the list that's available at the minute, it shines. It's, it's, it's poor. It's piss poor. In my opinion, it's not. A, n- none of them managers strike me as type who are going to get us out of league two.
4: Fair point. I'd be, so, know, like, I'd be getting
9: some money some money And I'd be going to a club Who's got a decent manager Who's done it before And I'd fucking pay him
4: So would you go for like uh, Peter, Wild, uh, Peter Wilder I'd, Barrow. I'd, would I'd, you I'd go take for him. him
9: Yeah and I'd, I'd take Richie Wellens as well I'd, go, I'd be knocking on his door We should have got him Instead of Hughes and I've said that since Hughes got the job
4: And what do you think Hughes is down for being a
9: fucking dinosaur Really You don't have a clue have a club. he might be it's a good true. footballer, but he would, he's just a shit manager. Every club is being nice, showing that.
6: That's like, yeah, playing negative football, playing out of That's just, like why he went out of work so long. Does not, does not being a dinosaur mean that they've got experience? They might be old, but surely they've got experience.
9: Yeah, they've got experience in playing football at a high, high level, but there's a difference between playing football and managing. I can play football, I'm good at football, but I'd be shite as a manager.
6: I just don't think the age thing comes into it. I think if they've got age and experience, that it that should be a positive.
9: Well, it, it clearly won't because he got sacked.
6: Well, it won't with Hughes, no. But I'm not. There's other managers that are old that might do a good job. So, looking
4: at the next permanent city manager, if you've, I know there's absolutely loads of people here. I want to say thank you, everybody, for coming and listening. Especially you, transferred Jim, for doing basically an ad for me. So the next permanent Bradford City manager outright: uh, Dean Holden th- two to one, Graham Alexander eight to one, Liam Richardson eight to one, Carl Robinson twenty-five to one, Sam Allardyce twenty-five to one, Andy Welsh thirty-three to Andy one, Carl to It goes on the guys again thirty-three. Already said no. And then Brian Barry Murphy. Who's he? No idea. Some Irish manager. Yeah, we don't need that. He's
11: thirty-three to one.
4: Right, Rob, have you got something you want to say, uh, Matt? I was
11: just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if our next manager isn't even on that list. It's a complete, um, what's the word, just a- 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 out of nowhere sort of appointment. A
6: surprise. A surprise.
11: Do
4: you know yeah. you what know yeah. I'm going to think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I think I know who the next manager might be.
11: <laughs> Go on. Go on, give it to me.
4: I'm going to look. Robbie Fowler. What? Yeah, because he got sacked, didn't he, from the he Saudi got, club? He got sacked from the Saudi club. Apparently, uh, he would, I think he did well as well. I think he got the manager of the month and they sacked him. Fucking hell,
9: give him job if he got manager of the month.
4: <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> well, you know what? I can see all the cocaine things coming out now. If he gets a job, well, yeah. they're all... Can you just imagine?
9: We're
11: capital for it. <laughs> Link to Liverpool, though, on a, on a loans plus. Link to Liverpool. <laughs> Never know. Definitely. What? what do people rat think rat about Parkey?
6: Do you think Parky would be, um, what's the word, co- coaxed into coming back?
4: He's he's too well in Cali at he? Do you not think he would? He, he's he's in dreamland over there. He's getting money thrown at him
11: for players. So I've got a little a little. My boy was a mascot for the, ma- for, the for the Wrexham game, and Parky stood in the doorway near where I was by the side of the pitch. I just went and got a picture and uh, just asked him, just said, when are you coming back? Didn't really give a good response. He had a little chuckle and a, and a bit of a wink, but I, would, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't say he's going to come back. It, you got the got all the money in the world at Wrexham. He's not getting sacked there any time soon, is he?
4: Nope. Right.
5: Any last words from anybody? Uh, can I just say something? Nobody's mentioned that we got through the second round of the FA Youth Cup last night. The beat Tramia Two 0 Did the youth
6: team? take you roof off. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Callie's just taking a roof off the car. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> got to get sorry proper proper woman thing. I've just had to buy a new ironing board and I can't fit in the car, so I've <laughs> got to set my roof off.
4: <laughs> sorry, just to go off. Oh, um... Callie, you do met Miller. <laughs> That'd be something I'd do. (laughs) But I don't (laughs) drive. So, right, who we got here? Uh, So, Pedro, we sound so desperate, I'll see Truman goes and prevails and maybe a better manager comes along. Any last words
6: from Diane, Labib, Kelly or Rob? Not really for me. Uh, Johnny, are we doing one um, still tomorrow Tomorrow at 7?
4: Yes, yes. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, also, we're going to do one tomorrow. I know uh, probably nobody will care. Uh, because We've got uh, Bradford w- Wick and Wanderers in the FA Cup tomorrow, uh, space tomorrow, if anyone wants to join. I'd just like to say, everybody, thank you very much for coming today. Also, if you like what you hear, we are on podcasts, uh, podcast streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Bradford City, Up The Chickens. We also have a Facebook page, Bradford City, Up The Chickens. And last but not least, also, if you want to give me a follow on YouTube, it's the Brace Hodge one. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the
3: TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.